It's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 221st episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we are asking a really interesting question, which is, what is allyship all about? But before we dive deep into the subject, a couple of things to cover. Have you gone to WokenFree.com to not only listen to this episode, but to download it through the Podbean app? If you haven't, please do, because that's A, the best way to show support, but B, that's how you join the conversation. That's how you can put in your comments with the app, and then we can talk to each other. That's how we do every single week. So make sure you do that. Now, for some reason, if you cannot download additional apps on whatever device you catch podcasts on, then please go to WokenFree.com, go to the uh, Listen tab, and then you can pick your platform of choice where you want to follow and subscribe to the show at. So for instance, we get tons of love on iTunes for for TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play. Of course, we'd love more support on YouTube. Please subscribe to our channel. SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. It's a Woken Free World, guys. Guys, so make sure that you do that. Now, we also would love on WokenFree.com for you to do the following, which is at the top of the page, it says click to subscribe to follow the show. Please do that. And then on social, you can easily find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn, at Woken Free. And then if you have 90 seconds... What can you do? Quite a bit, but we would love for you to review the show. So again, listen tab on WokenFree.com. Pick your platform of choice where you'd like to review the show at. And with that, I'm going to kick it to you, Khalil. All right. That's cool with me. But before we start the conversation, we got to share a little bit about ourselves. This week, we're asking, would you rather have a popcorn kernel stuck in your throat or a toothpick break between your teeth? This is like deeply violent and weird, uh, but to violent. answer, it's yes, uncomfortable at best. It's violent, uh, but to answer mm. the question, I would say popcorn because I don't want wood in my teeth, and I don't even want to think about the insinuations from that statement in of itself. Really? Oh, <laughs> okay. I don't. That's my mind goes different places when I when I hear this. So I'm all like, right, I don't I don't see where this could go anywhere. <laughs> just like let me a bad time at the movie theaters. That's what it sounds like to me. Okay, but what's your answer? I just picked the one that's less dangerous because mm. you think the popcorn stuck in your throat that could kill you. The toothpick mm. broken between your teeth, you're not dying from that. So yeah. I'm going to go with the toothpick because at least that death isn't imminent. Because I'll take the, my chances with the kernel. Someone has to do the back blows on you. And good enough, I'm glad that you're strong enough for that task, eh? <laughs> yeah, but you gotta recognize, too. You gotta recognize the person's choking. What if you're not a first respondent? You don't know how to do it. Wonderful. That's, that's like, you know, an issue. You gotta have people that kind of know the the dealio when it comes to saving people. Okay. And it's similar to how there's allies and other sorts of industries. You're a mess. <laughs> you're a mess. Of course, we're talking about industries, and we're also talking about allyship mm. for this episode. Okay. So maybe you can just describe what is allyship all about. Great transition, sir. So what is allyship? There's lots of different sources that you can pull from. I really like the conversation that was shared on Forbes.com. So again, if you're new to Woken Free, all of our links are available in the episode on WokenFree.com. And so 
On Forbes, they say the following. Allyship is a lifelong process of building relationships based on trust, consistency, and accountability with marginalized individuals and or groups of people. Not self-defined, work and efforts must be recognized by those you are seeking to ally with. It's an opportunity to grow and learn about ourselves while building confidence in others. And so ultimately, what would I say? It's, it's being the friend to a community of people whether you share their experience or not, typically not. And also acknowledging when that community is, there's injustice happening and you not being silent because silence is complicence and uh, you saying something and you helping and assisting that community where they need assistance. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely a good way to describe it. Mm -hmm. And I'll just add the dictionary definition in there. It's the state or condition of being an ally, supportive association with another person or group, specifically such association with the members of a marginalized or mistreated group Mm -hmm. to which one does not belong. So I think that's probably an important part. Yeah, definitely. Of allyship. Yeah, it's typically you're not a part of the community, but you're still saying, hey, I want to be a friend to this community. And you're and you're also taking action. It's not just rhetoric. I think that's what's key. A lot of people want to classify themselves as allies. And I think, you know, what I have experienced in my career and in my life is like, well, what does that mean? Right? What have you done to demonstrate allyship? Because it's more than social media posts. And it's definitely more than attending a protest. It's, it's that actionable work where, you know, did you help someone get hired? Did you help make the transition into a company better? Did you help invest in someone's business? Did you buy that person's self-published book? Did you buy their, you know, holiday cakes, right? Like it's, it's the action of allyship that's really critical here, not the rhetoric around it. But for you, you wouldn't define allyship as somebody who supports lumberjacks. It's, it's any community, right? But it's, they're not marginalized. So if they're a person of color who's a, a lumberjack, then yes, right? Then you're an ally. Oh, so that's the only way. It's the marginalized community. Yeah, so, so whatever marginalized community they're a part of, what is the actual work you're doing with that community? That's the only time that allyship applies then. Not no, for it, people uh, that are... It could have, it, you can be an ally to anyone, right? It's, but I think that in the context of like hmm. after George Floyd, I think that's where we hone in on allyship with black and brown people, allyship with LGBTQIA, allyship with the indigenous people, right? Mistreated like that's groups. Where, yeah, like marginalized communities, I think is the type of allyship that's most talked about now, given the context of the world that we're living in. Oh, okay. So to keep the conversation going, I would say, what would you say is the key when it comes to being a good ally? I think the first thing is you got to understand the group that you're working with a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So it's good to learn what are some of the key problems that they're facing today. Mm. And then you should also think about what can you actually do to help minimize that injustice that they face and Mm. maybe how you even partake in, you know, Mm. this marginalization of them. Yeah. Yeah. So those are some things to think about when being an ally. I love that. Yeah, I think the the unique proposition conversation is critical because I think people fail to realize that like, well, what can I do about it? You can actually do quite a bit, right? Like you can help uh, by actually supporting people's businesses. You can help by not standing by when you hear microaggressions being said. You can help when you hear or see someone being wrongly treated in the workplace or in professional settings or whatever setting you're a part of. Like there's there's a unique proposition that we all have an accountability for. It's just whether you want to like pick up the torch, right? And, and really do something about it. But Forbes continues to say... 
that, you know, an ally is going to be a person that's actively promoting and aspiring to advance the culture of inclusion through intentional, positive and conscious efforts that benefit people as a whole. So similar to kind of what I'm talking about. And then they give some examples of like, lifting up others by advocating so advocate advocating is a good way to be an ad- ally also sharing growth wow. opportunities i think that's really critical right not all of us are getting those emails around oh there's this new position or this this new opportunity so if you're in a position where you can give to, to people who normally won't get that email or won't get invited to that party that's a great form of allyship because you're opening doors for people who normally those doors are closed uh, so I think that's phenomenal. Oh, all right. Not viewing venting as a personal attack, right? Meaning understanding that when a person Whoa. from a marginalized community is having challenges and they're sharing it with you and you may be a part of the community or you might even be a part of the problem, not taking it personal and understanding why they're upset, right? And that's that rough. they're not and that is rough because you have to <laughs> dissociate and, and and be the bigger person and understand it's not about you and the color of your skin, right? Or the the community you happen to be a part of, but it's a bigger systemic issue that that person, that marginalized person is dealing with. Yeah. And, uh, hmm. you know, to your point, recognizing systemic in- inequalities and realizing the impact of things like microaggressions. And then also trying to believe the underrepresented people's experience, right? So a lot of people gaslight or try to say, oh, are you saying that only because you happen to be a part of this community? Are you overreacting? Are you too sensitive? Right? Constantly undermining people and their experience is not helping and it's definitely not being an ally. So I think that those are important points that Forbes also shares. Wow. Yeah. Those are good ones. Another key question here for this conversation would be then, what is your advice when it comes to allyship? If all the things you could talk about, what would you say to either the ally or the person looking for an ally? Oh, <laughs> uh, for me, I just think of three things that I that I would want people to follow if they're with if they want to be an ally of any particular group. Mm-hmm. And I think the first thing is to know when to admit that you don't know something because mm. a lot of times you think you know it all and you're like. Hey, I mean, I don't have to ask them any questions. I know what they're going through. I can figure it out. Oh, wow. I see the media and stuff. I, I know what's going on in your group. And I think sometimes that's not enough. You have to actually talk to the group and mm-hmm. actually see what's going on. So mm-hmm. just admit, like, hey, I don't even, I don't even know what the problem is. Like, mm-hmm. can you describe, can you, like, walk me through some of the things? Cause some people don't know. I know you, you list the microaggressions, but they don't even know what that They is, might not right? know what that yeah. is. Yeah. They might not know that's even occurring. So mm. it'd be just good though to admit that they don't know, you know, that like if you mentioned the microaggression yeah. happened, they'd have to talk about that. Mm. And then you should also, or they should also know when to ask for how they can help. Yeah. For how, mm. how they can help you. So. Sometimes it's not, I mean, sometimes it's like not inopportune for them to be like asking you questions when you're going through something. So knowing when the right time to ask is that that's, I think that's key. Yeah, because you can't just all come up all the time and saying, oh man, what's your group going through now? Like, you know, or it comes off, kind of comes off fake. So you need to, they need to kind of know when's the time, like when's an appropriate time for this? When can I pull you aside and talk to you? Yeah. And then the last thing I advise is they need to know when to be an active listener and mm. not just be partaking in actions. Like when do you just hear somebody out and, and stop talking? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and don't oh, have wow. any input. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That, that like really hear us. Right. And I think that's the key that people fail to understand that 
being a part of a marginalized community, we are constantly fighting to be heard and to be seen <laughs> amongst each other and also with other people, especially oppressors or people who are actively going against our community or a marginalized people's community. So that is a uh, really great advice. I guess for me, I would say one thing that uh, a couple of things, one, when it comes to allyship, when would I like to see it at be played up the most is in the workplace, to be honest. You know, there have been tons of opportunities where I've had people say microaggressions or say something really inappropriate or, or sexist or misogynistic. And people just stay by, stand by and say nothing and do nothing. Because again, most people are fearful of like, well, I don't want to lose my job or that has nothing to do with me. And I think that this lack of accountability for ourselves and making sure that we all play a role in, in, solidifying a healthy and and uh, inclusive workplace is not a sign to just some people, but it's a sign to all of us. We all have a role to play there. So I would like to, to encourage people not to be so afraid to help and that you remember that silence means compl- like that you're complicit to whatever is happening. So whether it's sexism, uh, whether it's racism, whether it's uh, transphobia, like whatever is happening if you do not say anything or if you do not do anything then you are essentially agreeing with that that harmful act or that transaction and that's really challenging uh to some of your points i would say keep learning right keep understanding about bias keep understanding about how things like bias impact other people also your own bias <laughs> biases that you have and try to unpack and and kind of demolish the indoctrination that so many of us have had by being in this country and living under the system for which we do. You talking about the U.S. or other countries? And the, well, we we live in the United States, so we can only speak from our perspective, right? In as being citizens of the United States, <laughs> but I can't speak on, you know, some of the other kind of layering of issues that happen internationally, just because that's just not uh, my okay. context. But yeah, I mean, obviously, the things that are happening here, similarly, probably happening elsewhere and might be different or might be more intense in another way elsewhere. But yeah, we we all geographically have systematic breakdowns in our society. And we have to be aware, right, we have to keep learning and understand where we can make a difference. And, you know, uh, I would say in a non-work context the only other thing i'd like to bring up and it's a sad story to bring up really because it you know it kind of tarnishes how i view my collegiate experience which was at penn state uh right i was in a class with two of my seemingly friends they were not of the same background as i am and uh i was you know they were chatting as as you do in a classroom with 800 people you know, people get bored, right? And, and yes, I shouldn't have been chatting and no, the, my, the, my part friends who were sitting next to me side by side shouldn't have been chatting. But all of a sudden, right, I feel a kick in the back of my chair. Wonder what's going on. Hmm. Weird. Turn around. I see a male sitting not of the same background as me. And, uh, you know, don't think of it. Maybe I think, oh, maybe he just kind of made a mistake. Then again, my friends are talking kick in the back and the and the kick is the 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 feeling I have keeps moving so first it's at the bottom base of my chair then it moves up to the middle then the last kick that I received was at the top of the chair which meant that his shoe kicked a part of my back of my neck and that is where I was like really outraged because it's like (laughs) first of all you keep kicking me and now you've actually like kicked me physically hurt me uh and I turn around and this person goes and says you know, you, you don't even deserve to be here. Right. And so 
the <laughs> the 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 problem with that, <laughs> there's several problems there, but the, the biggest problem that I had was not just that this person attacked me, not that this person is also insinuating based on my race that, you know, I shouldn't deserve to be in college or I shouldn't deserve to be in Penn State, but that the two friends that I was with said nothing and did nothing. That part of the that experience is always actually what kills me the most. Because in that moment, that's where allyship would have meant the most to me. That the the two females next to me, if they had said anything or had even comforted me, but they didn't address what the male said to me, nor did they address me after the situation saying, wow, that was messed up. It was just that they just were quiet and acted as if that didn't happen. And so when <laughs> allyship matters is when people are being hurt in front of you and it's not okay to be quiet and it's not okay to do nothing. And, you know, that, you know, like I said, that was a really challenging situation for me in, in my life because I, I hadn't experienced that. I've been, been called the N word before in my life at a very young age, but I hadn't been attacked before. So that was new uh, and really challenging. <laughs> so, wow. you yeah. know, it, but listen, Ruha, we are, right? I will well, forever admit, love Penn State, but that was a really horrible moment. You have to admit, not everybody agrees on allyship. Correct. That's a great point, actually. Yeah. So, I, that's the thing. They just believe in just mm-hmm. making sure they're okay. Uh, yeah, they say, you do you, choose, figure it out. They, they choose say themselves that. over you, and it's yeah. like, you know, uh, I was really hurt. I was it's definitely not person. friends, though. You know that. Yeah, they, I was not <laughs> friends. Yeah, I think this happened. Thought, our, was this our freshman or sophomore year? It was our freshman year, right? I think yeah, so. It was probably. our freshman year, yeah. And, uh, you know, I was a young person. I, I still, too, was even forming my black identity. And, you know, it's, it's I, I, A, I mean, I felt like at the end, I didn't even fully, I don't think, I don't even think I held this person accountable for the action. I didn't, you know, report it in a way that was meaningful. And, and so there was a lot of missteps missteps in that you know i didn't have friends there to support me i didn't have i didn't hold i didn't hold this person accountable for hurting me uh emotionally and physically because my neck did hurt after (laughs) so uh and then you know having dirt on your body like it's just a a like a jacked up situation like a really horrible frustrating moment but uh you learn, you know and that to me is one of the key moments of when when people say like why does allyship matter those are, that's why, because someone can hurt you. And if someone that is claims to be your friend refuses to even say one word, right. It really makes you feel like you're worth nothing. <laughs> so, you wow. know, that's where you're, that's where I'm at with that. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Yo, here we go. Yo. So what's the, what's the, what's the scenario? It's scenario time, guys. Scenario one. Emmy Lou likes to tell Yonatan she supports his people and always has his back. She likes to remind him she has lots of friends just like him. Is she someone who could be called an ally? No, so this is rhetoric, and it's also bordering on being insulting. Because saying that you support someone because you have friends that look and or are a part of that person's community is, you know, partly asinine. Uh, what are we, what are you doing? Right? Like that, that's my biggest issue that I, I don't, I want less talking and more action, right? If you support a person's community, prove it. What have you done? Have you supported people in that community's business? Have you, what have you done economically, uh, financially, uh, from a mentoring perspective? What is the action? Rhetoric takes our community or takes marginalized community people nowhere. 
everyone can talk. We can all talk, right? We all have mouths, yeah. right? But what are we doing? And and so that is just no. Two thumbs down. So, yeah, the, the thing I have with this one is the only reason I don't think you would call her an ally is because people have different definition of friends. So it doesn't, even if she's telling the truth, it's like, okay, you just go out drinking with them. doesn't mean anything. How are you really an ally? I mean, they buy you beer to think they're your ally, right? That's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's nuts. That's nuts that's to mean you're an ally. super embarrassing. Because, yeah, people think that's enough. Be like, wow, I'm, well, I'm hanging out with them. That's being an ally. That's, look, my presence is enough. I mean, that's, hey, that's, that's, that's not doing it. That's not getting them anywhere. That's yeah. not getting a foot in the door. So Absolutely. I don't think you could just be like, I'm a friend. I have lots of friends in that group, so I must yeah. be an ally. Different that, type of relationship. That's yeah. not necessarily true. That's just something different. Just because you're partying with them, that doesn't tell us anything about how uh-huh. you help out the group. So. At this point, we can't call her an ally, and we, yeah, I mean, she might be racist, too. <laughs> it's possible. It's, it's hard to say in this scenario, because yeah. that's how people do. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a little bare, so we're not sure. Scenario two. Deborah Lee has a co-worker that feels he is woke AF. Every time a man makes a misogynistic comment to women around the office, her co-worker just laughs. What could the co-worker do to show Deborah Lee that he is an ally? Wow. So that's a great question. So again, uh, we as, as people who want to be allies, it's more than conversation or, or action. It's actually, or it's more than conversation. It requires action. So if you are a party to or witness injustice, there's a couple of things, right? In the career setting, there is, you know, you could speak to the person who's had the wrongful act or transaction happen and then provide some type of solace or, or support. You can also ask if they would like, uh, you know, kind of backup or support if they plan to take this to HR. Uh, they themselves can also take it to HR if they felt, you know, for, for confidential reporting, if they felt uncomfortable or, uh, not at ease with what they witnessed or were a party to. Uh, they can also, you know, maybe uh, speak with people. Maybe if the if the company has, you know, DEI type of uh, programming, maybe suggest content around or creating some type of training around what what you're witnessing to. So there's a couple of things. You know, a work with and support the person who had the injustice happen. Work with HR. Work with the DEI people or or anything touching that to, to see if things can happen, but not sitting, just sitting or laughing. is definitely not. <laughs> That's a good ally. Definitely. That's we're woke. not. Yeah. We're not, we're not. No. That's woke. <laughs> I'm like going to stumble over words on that one. <laughs> That's wildly inappropriate. Oh, all right. <laughs> and your thoughts? My thoughts are, this reminds me of the first. <laughs> no, the, you, we, we were just talking about the show, the office, the Packer uh, guy. He was just like this. He made yes. so many inappropriate comments yes. on everybody, everything, and he was definitely misogynistic. Oh, man. And it was it was mm. crazy because nobody there said nothing to him nothing. about it. Yeah. <laughs> he just they, got yeah, away with it. There was a lack of allyship in that Yeah, they office. didn't really, yeah. they didn't oh, like man. band together and say, hey, you got to get this rid of him. This Yeah, the people just looked shocked and dismayed, but they didn't. Yeah, they never actually yeah, even took it to HR yeah, or talked to, to, to him. But I mean, the HR in that office. <laughs> That's why, yeah, I mean... Toby was not... Yeah, no. he was a softie. He didn't really get things yeah, done, but... Gonna work the thing is, they, <laughs> they no one ever even just stepped in and said, hey, that's not right. You yeah. need to stop speaking like that. At least confronted, right? Yeah. yeah, 
and say, wait a minute, that, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think the, the first step in this scenario is just to confront the person and just mm-hmm. tell them, hey, that's not right. You yeah, can't I, speak like what that. What you said made me feel uncomfortable. I disagree yeah. with this type of rhetoric, especially but, in the workplace. But I mean, did it make him feel uncomfortable, the ally? Or does it just it an can, uncomfortable right? situation? I mean, I well, I don't know. I mean, does Does, does a misogynistic hearing... comment make me uncomfortable? I don't even nothing want you makes. To answer. I mean, I I don't have an, I don't have levels of, un, of uncomfortability. I'm always comfortable. That's but the problem. F- I'm not even. I cannot <laughs> even. I know. <laughs> Absolutely not, Khalil. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, That's do the you problem. think? Are you saying that it should like? Do you think the likelihood of someone reporting something based on other people's uncomfortability is low? Like, do you think they have to be personally offended to then report it? No, but I'm saying before even report it, just talk to the person because maybe they'll stop saying this stuff. And then if they continue, then I say report. Some people are comfortable with that, though. Some people want to just kind of sneak and just report. I don't like that, though, because they're working with this person, but you're like a secret spy on them and (laughs) talking all this stuff. Like, that to me is messed up because then if they do their detective work, they figure out it's you, and then you're on bad terms because you didn't even approach them. So well, the, what the if only, you approach them and they like give you the middle finger? Then you know, then it's good. We're never going to be friends, right? So I can go to the HR now. I can take Fun. it to the authority. <laughs> it's like that. I I tried the civil approach. You didn't want to do it the right way. So they now I'm going. The bird. Yeah, now I'm going to bring in the big guns. Let's go. See, but you don't want to go that way. You don't oh, want to just okay. uh, like I think that's funny how people sneak around and they. Well, yeah, some people feel better about confronting people. I can, yeah, you know, because sometimes yeah, if somebody's super aggressive, then yeah, it may be like, like, hey, I walk around and I have not in my pockets right? yeah like, they might see you in the parking lot and you're like you know what but i don't know i mean if you're in that type of situation it seems like there's something else going on at this job <laughs> like I, I don't know if you have people that, that are that uncomfortable that yeah. you can't even like address but i don't yeah, know one would hope that you should always feel comfortable crazy. to be able to address the person and that they haven't threatened you in any way or form but if they have then that's more hr content as well yeah so, so i think you can ways. i think you can address them either yeah, way before going to hr i think you should wait a little bit and just you know, yeah, just like talk to them on the side. Yeah, this is crazy. Double agents now? This is nuts. You think they're on your team, but they're actually on the A team? impossible. It's, it's different. Let's I do this. I think you got to give people the One benefit of the doubt. Yeah. yeah, just see. And then if they show their true colors. Yeah. yeah. Some people will say, oh, yeah, I'll do it. And then they go on and still make the comments. Then, sure. hey, you, then you're going to have to do what you got to do. You got to bring it to HR because this person yeah. won't stop. They just can't get it together. Makes sense. Scenario three. Gian Fernesco has started a social media group to draw more allies for disenfranchised people. The group helps connect people of all different backgrounds. She wants to know what is the best way to grow this group. Oh, what a wonderful scenario. So I can't say that person's name. Uh, but, uh, can you share the, um, can you share the appropriate pronoun? It's, it's a she. She. Because okay. I said she wants, yeah, at the okay, end. she. Oh, that's her, her identifier. Great. Yeah. So she wants to learn how to grow this group. So, you know, one thing is, I, I, you know, I would need more information, right? Like, does she also oh. have a blog? You know, is she also on LinkedIn? Uh, are she, is she on Twitter? Like, other platforms where you can, like, cross-pollinate content within the group onto other platforms? So that that's where I'd want to know. As well as also, what is she looking to do? What is her ultimate goal of the group? Is it to get a really large network? Is it to also produce events? Is it to have... 
uh, some type of seminars. Like I'd want to understand a little bit more about the intentionality and behind the group, then that would be helpful for me to help figure out how you could grow it. But I think one avenue is making sure that she does have other social media platforms to, to be able to post about it elsewhere. If she hasn't already considered a blog, that would also be a helpful way to bring attention to the group and her mission, as well as, uh, you know, creating incentives for why people should join. So, you know, is there is there giveaways? Is there, you know, content that they need, some type of problem she's solving, right? Whenever you solve a problem, that is a way to grow an audience around something. So those are some of my thoughts there. All right. I think she should take the AAA approach. Mm. You know what that is? Break it down for Woken Free. I'm just making this up. Great. <laughs> just, so <you> know it. <laughs> just so you don't think this is something that someone else has came up with. Amazing. This is something so that... that's a trademark it after. Your husband just made this up. Ooh. It came to his mind. Ooh. And nice. And let's see what you think about it. So yes. the first A is going to be for action. Oh, so <laughs> she needs to take action as you were... Well, I don't know if you discussed that, yeah. but... Action in terms of going to her community and discussing what the issues are in, okay. of, of a disenfranchised group. Just go out and mm-hmm. just discuss it, right? Yeah. Maybe start a meetup or something. Like you said, go on different platforms. Yeah. That's one thing. The second thing is reach out to activists like nice. that actually represent these groups. Because yeah. if they get on board, you know, they'll bring then all they'll a whole bunch of people. And they'll bring people. Yeah, yeah. And, bring, and then you can bring all this bunch of people together on your platform and mm-hmm. get them to connect. And, you know, it'll be out. And what's good, it's going to be allies from different groups. So I love it. I think that's really nice. And then the last thing, it's, it's I'm surprised you didn't bring it up, but it's, it's super important. Mm-hmm. And you better get that dolo ready. It's advertisement. I love it. Because if you, you put ads out, then you're, then you're going to get some more traction what? right love, how did you say you said i suggest the triple a approach so yeah that's gonna be <laughs> a whole, a. we're gonna do See? a whole other thing on that look at you Kalo. i love yeah, that yeah i thought about that one brilliant yep so, say so her name good. again gian Fernesco. beautiful <laughs> <laughs> See? and we're back to laughter no it's not <laughs> laugh. we're laughing at how fun people are amazing yeah isn't that cool because people are very fun <laughs> amazing exactly exactly yeah you're right i was hoping exactly start with an a but it did it <laughs> i know oh ace man. but i could say exactly ace no <laughs> come on now that's i mean that doesn't even fit if we're just saying random a words uh alibaba acclaim uh accolades uh Darn. Associates. Associates, okay. This is going down a dark path. Definitely. With that, it looks like we are at that time again. It is coming to the end of our 221st episode of... Woken Free! Quite the episode. Really great tips on what is allyship all about, and we really hope that you enjoy this conversation. So, Khalil, what do folks have to do now? Probably come back next week for the new Woken Free Wednesday episode. (laughs) Absolutely. Make sure you follow us on social media to follow (laughs) along in the conversation. And make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, definitely submit a topic for an upcoming episode in 2022, guys, as to kind of what your story is and why we should interview you and bring you on the platform. Where do you find us? On our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. That's W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. 
I mentioned our social. All of our handles are on WokenFree.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, LinkedIn at WokenFree. And then all sponsorships and collaborations. Where do you go? You all know the page. Contact us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.